Black Compass, Black Compass Media, back live with another one. Shout out to everybody that's out there right now. Everybody's going to hear this. Everybody's in tune, hearing my voice and all of that good stuff, man. It's been a wild, wild day, wild Q1, a whole lot of things going on, man, a whole lot of things that 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 we, as a culture right now, things are looking very, very good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, last year was a banner year for Battle Rap for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons, all right? You had great leagues. Shout out to iBattle. Shout out to the Riot. You know what I mean? Shout out to uh, Gates of the Garden. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they really put on last year, man. Houston Barcode, like, really, really, really put on great events and stuff like that. We got the leagues at the top doing their thing, man. The, you know, shout out to URL. You know what I mean? Doing they goddamn thing. The the the, the madness, the ultimate madnesses, which I had the honor of uh, judging. You know what I mean? The Drake cards, the big cards, everything that's going on, man. RBE with the max outs, man. And as a part of that big three, in my opinion, KOTD. KOTD. Legendary platform. A lot of great work. A lot of great people come from KOTD. You can't tell the story of battle rap without the individual that I have coming up here. All right? One thing I need y'all to understand that he's a certified legend. Uh, a battle rap aficionado, an evangelist of the culture, put on for the scene, put a lot of great people in position. You know what I'm saying? I'm honored. I'm honored to have with us today the one, the only, organic. What up, bro? Man, what up, Tom, man? Appreciate yeah. you having me, brother. Hey, man. Life is good, man. Hey, it's good to, it's good to have you up here. I, I'm going to start this off the way I start off everything. How is organic doing? I'm doing great, man. Life is really good for me right now. I got no complaints, man. I'm happy. Everyone around me healthy. I'm healthy at the moment, you know. So how you doing? Yo, man, for me, for me, life is good, man. I'm 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 in a sort of, you know, this whole era has been very reflective for me. So like this year, especially this top of the year, I'm just trying to keep the energy high. You know, one thing about this this new era that we're in, you got to conserve your, your, your you got to protect your peace, conserve your energy and be around the people and the things that you love. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things I love is battle rap and especially talking to the people that help create the culture and, and bring it to what it is, bro. So I'm just thankful. I'm thankful, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I that's all I got, man. I'm thankful as hell, bro. I can't even lie. You know what I'm saying? So, um. But now nah, I wanted to get you up here, bro. And this is a this is something that I felt like was long overdue. Um, you know, I just want to say you you one of the guys, man. Like you, you know what I'm saying? You do the battle rap hall of fame, the inaugural people is you and smack, and then you know what I mean, international P, Lush One, like you can't, you know, PH, you can't even talk about this game without what you've been able to bring to it. So I'm gonna just say that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I do got some questions I need to get to, bro. Um yeah, you know, KOTD, KOTD is going through a lot of different iterations, right? In terms of just stylistically. And um, and we can dig into the crates and all that, but we'll start with the season. The tournament, I feel like, has really like revolutionized the game. You know what I'm saying? The way it's been set up with the different regions, with the, the scoring and things like that. And I wanted to get your take on how that has changed, how that has impacted stuff for y'all. Uh, and what that sort of has done to sort of, you know, restructure the DNA of KOTD, like what has been the impact of the tournaments, in your opinion? 
Yeah, I think like, you know, A1, you know, given the time, it's been a weird time for everybody. COVID was a real weird time to navigate. Right before COVID, we are setting up probably what would have been our biggest event to date. You know, I've seen Geechee and Daylight and everyone speak on it about, you know, how they were booked and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had, we had a lot of good battles, right? We had a blackout event coming up in Los Angeles. It was, uh, you know, a really big event for us and COVID struck. So, you know, we had to kind of pivot, figure out what to do. Um, you know, and it's difficult. I'm in Canada. I'm Canadian, right? So I've, mm. always, I've been like had this handicap that's like making me operate from where I live because I can't just abandon what I got up here. But you know, we pretty much had to pivot and adjust and see what we do. So for years, even before COVID happened, we had had this Grand Prix mapped out, the prize, everything like that. And we've been pitching it to different streaming companies, kind of seeing who you know who would take it on, who would be the best fit for us, and everything. And mm with COVID happening and, you know, Twitch kind of just opening their doors, it just was a right fit for us at the time. It made sense. You know, it wasn't centralized around big name battles. It wasn't centralized around selling pay-per-views. Um, it was kind of really COVID fit. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's really kind of like where it came from. And I'm not going to say like we didn't have plans for it before. We did just on a little bit of a different agenda, you know, because all these were small room battles. We wanted to keep it uniform across the whole page. So like, you know, not have one division have a big crowd, the other division have no crowd, because that just makes it unfair as far as anticipation, right. creating right. Uh, fan favorites, which ultimately creates biasness in a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Fans be the judges. you got to you know, be aware of everything that you're doing as a league that can create that. So, you know, we tried to keep it uniform across all. We did the Grand Prix, you know, we got the winner of it was saying really good thing, you know, and and he won 50 racks. And then it really just came down to expanding on that, right? Like when the Grand Prix ended, it was pretty much, okay, cool. Now what? We can't go back to big events because A1, you can't sell tickets. You know what I mean? The pay-per-view era after just all of us throwing free battles on streaming events, it's Mm -hmm. unless have like a mega star like a Cassidy or someone or like it's tough to sell a pay-per-view you know what I'm saying people are so used to seeing the shit so you got to play your cards right you don't want to just go out and throw some big event sink yourself and everything so that's where like the concept of the season came it's pretty much like look we have this what can we do to make something work across the whole season I've had the idea you know stemming and brewing for a long time it's something that I've had written out in documents and everything but This was about like, look, we have this plethora of rappers. Everybody's trying to get a chance to get into the big events. What can we do to keep everyone active, busy, build new stars, and really set a lane for ourselves in battle rap? Like, Mm. in battle rap, when there was one, two leagues throwing pay per views and throwing big events, it was cool. Once three, four, five, six, 20, 30 people throwing pay-per-views. It's saturated. It's it's not what it used to be. You know what I mean? Everyone's right. in the race now. So right. being able to do like the season where we can have these 48 rappers, keep them busy all year long, get them paid all year long, and then have incentives for them to get a, an extension into a playoffs with a chance of winning even bigger money. You know what I mean? That's what it was about because we wanted to take battle rap and make it kind of similar to like an NBA season or something because mm. – when you're into programming, you can start discussing with bigger sponsorships, d- different revenue streams that can help these artists evolve, right? Like as Battle Rap was going, everybody's just throwing random events. But when you talk to big companies, you know, it's 2022 now. I want to talk to Sprite, Coca-Cola. They're far- they're dealing with their marketing budgets for Q3 of 2023. Mm. So come to a Battle Rap and, you know, leading to like, hey, King of the Dot, like, what can we do? What do you got going on a year and a half from now? We're always like, 
you know, we don't, we don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. So the season really allows programming and people to get behind something. This is no different. Like, you know, we could take this from Twitch and, you know, Twitch has been a great partner and I'm, I'm looking yeah, at We're going to get to that. But, you know, like we could take this program and sell this to any TV station, any Netflix, anything like that. Like it's an actual program now. It's not just randomized events, hoping that we can make it happen. It's a program, you know, right. there's structure, there's a, a system of judging. There's a whole new system of judging that, you know, that we use that use points that kind of put the focus more on consistency rather than moments, which a lot of battles have been winning off. Because if it's a judge He's battle. that shit right now, Gannick. Hold up. Hold up. Give him the ISO, God damn it. Talk that shit. Yeah. But if we like, you know, the, the judging and stuff like this needs to happen because, you know, if we're in a judge battle and I'm winning the battle, but then you have a big moment in the third, does that one moment erase everything I did before? Because with judging, not keeping track of how rounds go, then it does because that's the last thing on their mind. That's the last conversation piece when the battle ends, meaning right. you are the last thing on. They're probably going to give you the win. And that's where a lot of battle fans find the discrepancy in judging because right. – going off the moment and, and what you're feeling in the moment, but it should really be off the entirety of the battle from beginning to end. You know what I'm saying? And that I feel like was lost a lot in battle rap. So the season for us was, okay, cool. We can put the ball back in the court for the people that have the skill set. It's not about the aura no more because I've said it before, me being a league owner and having to sell pay-per-views, I had to book people for the aura over their skill. You know what I mean? I need to book the people that are going to sell tickets and shit. Is that right as a league owner? Nah, I knew it was wrong. So I, I'm not saying I'm going to stop throwing big events. They'll be back. But I want to create structure and a platform for the hardworking artists that are getting overlooked and allow them to slowly get up the stepping stone to be on that level of the big events and, and be able to put themselves against the superstars. And that is exactly what has come out of this season, right? You get now, I'm getting the best pass I probably ever have heard, right? Yeah. Mad Flex is going crazy. You got a resurgence with Lou Cypher and City. You know what I'm saying? Like guys yeah, that you know are have been serially overlooked most of their career. So for you, it was partially about differentiation, because that's that was the subtext for me. And but partially about not just getting the big names in there and selling it because I got a huge name at the top of card, but the fans actually care because we built something over this time. That was the motivation for you as you were going in. Um, and but but let's talk about differentiation though. Let's talk about that because that that's a, that's a that's an important term. How important was it for you to add this new regional spin? And the judging part of it to it to sort of separate you guys from, say, what URL is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, was that was that ever present in your mind or you just wanted to come up with something original? I think like, look, um, I'm not. Other leagues are always kind of in the picture. You know what I mean? But they're never our primary focus. I think since we've started Battle Rap, if you followed our projection, like, you know, we've always tried to carve our own path and find our own lane and be a little different than everyone when everyone was doing this, we were doing that. You know, we we were doing themed events when, you know, all this shit, World Domination, Blackouts, Gullivers, Gannick, they were the first team events, two-on-two Grand Prix, Grand Prix tournaments. We did all this shit. We did beatbox events. We did DJ battles, breakdance battles. We did everything back in the day. We had the whole, like, in, in, like the culture evolve. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so for us, it's always just about just being us. Like, right. We're, we're if everyone's doing that, why am I going to fit in and try to find my own lane in what everyone else is doing? Like, I want to make this shit fun. I want to make it entertaining for as a fan. So, like, 
what's criminally slept on in the history of battle rap that I always say and what I like to use as a case reference point was the the, w, the 2006 World Rap Championships. Mm. Like the first time anyone ever really put structure behind battle rap, you know, and they created something where every day I used to go home from school on my lunch and watch battles on lunch. And that's what really got me into battle rap was that consistency of being able to go home, watch something every single day with my friends. So right. being able to replicate that in this era was also something I felt like, you know, if I gravitated towards that when I was younger, maybe a lot of people can gravitate towards that in this era. We already got big events. We got main events in battle rap. We got every league throwing whatever they can do like this is a whole lane that's open that no one's really tried to explore because a one they're either you know it takes a lot of resources it takes a lot of experience to you know set up 32 events ahead of time before you've ever even thrown one of them you know what i mean and like the whole process of the season was very extensive and that's what i mean when you know when i when i go on twitter because it's like yo we set up 32 events all at one time before we even threw one. We had 32 events on our horizon, fully booked, every rapper, everyone paid, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, we followed through with that every single weekend, every single Sunday. You could watch King of the Dot at 3 p.m. for 32 weeks, you know, and it's still going. So we're about to give away 100 racks and, you know, just trying to revolutionize battle rap and make this shit exciting and fun again. I know a lot of people like to throw stigmas on leagues and shit like that, but I really don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just here to make dope shit happen and have fun. You a rapper, you good. I got an avenue for you to get paid. All that other bullshit, miss me with it, bro. Like the drama on Twitter yesterday, I was laughing at it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not for it, bro. I'm I'm having fun with this stuff, and that's what I want to do is have fun with this stuff. It's all I've ever wanted to do with this shit. Let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Um, those forty-eight MCs that you selected to be a part of the season, mm -hmm. what went into that selection process? Oh, um. Availability is a lot of it, you know what I mean? Uh, making sure that the pay structure worked because, you know, I don't want to give too much away in the back end, but we had salary caps for each division. Oh. Like we, we, we did it proper on the back end to make sure everything was structured. That way, each division has a fair chance because, you know what I mean? You can't have one division offset with such a heavy budget and then this division has next to nothing because four rappers from each division got to make the playoffs so all had to offset with each other like you got to be as fair as possible it's for wow i didn't even you know i didn't even you yo you dropping so many gems so quick like it's so much stuff in here that you saying bro i just hope you i'm i don't even want to cut the wisdom but like if you a fan hearing you say this is like this is a different type of thought so each division had a salary cap so you don't have a top heavy division or like the north is in crazier than the wow okay yeah, four hundred thousand dollars bro like if everyone's doing this they're trusting me to make this as fair as possible i gotta do my job and make it as fair as possible that's why when you asked about the judging system which i'll get to too mm -hmm. there was a purpose behind that because how can you just give away 100 grand without any structure right you know what i mean like it has right. to make sense it has to have a reason why this guy made it further than y'all and i know it's new and some people were like confused by it but you know the rules were the rules stumbling and choking in a battle in this format is penalized you know what i mean you can have the greatest round ever and if you decide to fuck around in your third round because you up that could hurt you you know what i mean you in a fight and you kicking ass for nine rounds and you put your fucking hands down in the 10th round bro you can get dropped you know what i'm saying so Facts. 
that's that's the game and you're not invincible in this stuff and it's really about consistency and i wanted this stuff to reward the people that are consistent because battle rap is overlooks a lot of the people that are you know regularly consistent because we get used to them always being there we get used to them always giving that good performance and we just don't really value them until they're gone and everyone's wants them back you know what i mean right right yeah right. I, I just i to be honest bro we just love this shit you know we have a great team we have fun doing this they're all good spirited people lush gully you know our whole team is just real solid man and we have fun with this my my only gripe with you my only gripe and I don't, I'm only do this because I'm in media and I got to do the end of the year stuff. You know, you remember the panel yeah. and all that, which we'll get to. Um, but I'm like, I wish, I really wish the seasons and the tournaments ended with the end of the year. The fact that it's the top yeah. of the year, I, I felt so bad for Saint, bro. I'm like, he just won 50 racks, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, but but like, so is there any plans to sort of make that fit into like an annual schedule or y'all going to keep operating on this? I mean, I wanted to, bro, but it was like, what do you do? Delay the whole start of it eight months just to get on that that timeline. You know what I mean? Because that's I, I ideally that's what I would like to do. But so many variables happen in this, man. Like and what I'm saying, like that season was originally supposed to start almost like two months before it did but there's just a lot of variables scheduling you know you're you're even a camera crew we're booking you 32 weekends in a row you got to be able to travel 32 weekends that's a lot to ask someone like lush one traveled and Avalo and all those people they traveled every single weekend going to the different city to go host get up go home during the week jump on that plane friday repeat right so mm. Um, and for us, I'm in Canada. The COVID laws have been preventing us from even getting there. So I don't I'm think just, people really realize. Like, I, I, shout to franchise. Yeah. Shout to Joey Gambello. Like, yeah, I don't think people really get how much COVID affected what's going on internationally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people really got that. And the fact that y'all was able to get around that is that to me that's that's a testament to how strong the brand is. But can you talk just a little bit more? Like, is it just hard to get? events over in uh canada like getting canadian artists over here put it this way bro they're just opening restaurants this week wow Rest restaurants been closed in toronto gyms been closed you know what i mean like wow. they opened up for like two months and then like got your confidence up we started planning an event and then just damn that's it crazy so y'all yeah. got no like yeah there's no Florida in Canada that just doesn't care about rules. I mean, we got it. We got an Alberta, bro, but they're so like whitewashed that ain't nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo, no, why is Canada like that, bro? I always wanted to ask. Like, Canada, it seemed like it seems like Toronto and Nova Scotia and all that. Like, the coast is more, you know, I don't want to say Americanized, but they speak English. But that in the middle, and this is a part of Canada that wants to be France. What is that about? I never understood. I <laughs> so they never understood. They definitely don't want to be France, but um, <laughs> Quebec's uh, they march at the beat of their own drum. That's for sure. Um, and and I don't want to say Alberta's whitewashed because you know Calgary and Edmonton have actually you know turned a, a big corner as of late. But I don't know, bro. Toronto is the most multicultural city in the world, and in that's what world. I feel like a lot of people don't know. Unless you come to Toronto, like. It's it, it's very multicultural up here. Bro. I met a Korean Jamaican. Yeah, bro. That bro, and that's the beauty of it, bro. The girls all different right. type, whatever you imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever type of melt, and y'all got that same accent. I'm like, Japanese, right. you know, you get the craziest mixes in Toronto, bro. It's it's a beautiful Crazy. thing, man. And 
once it opens up, bro, it'll be really dope to throw another big event, have y'all come up here because Toronto is just such an incredible city. It's got such an incredible vibe. It's very like uplifting. Mm -hmm. um, always, everybody just had the time of their lives up here. That's what really what helped King of the Dot too, bro, was just having such like a dope city to bring people up to where they had no other reason to come here. And I think like the stigma of Canada back in the day was a lot different because social media and, and, you know, TV and everything, it allowed people to see what it was really like. But back in the day, people didn't really know, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like everyone thought it was just cold all the time. And, you know, they come up to Toronto and it's like just as big as Los Angeles and New York. And they're all taken back and confused because they just never yeah. knew that. But, you know, it's a, uh, it's dope, man. So yeah, it'd be dope to have everyone up here again. No, I had some good times out there, man. Like I, I'm from Rochester, so you know it's right there. Like we oh, used to, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from Carabana to you know what I mean, like all that, you know. Yeah. So uh, they, although I think after 9/11, like y'all started to get goony at that border. Like y'all, y'all mean now at the border. I don't I mean, know what that was, but it goes both ways, bro. I got I got fucking double doored and police escorted on my flight when the last time I went to Los Angeles. What know? was you doing? Nah, bro, it's just some old shit. You know, they had the they had the the cops waiting for me at the airport when I got in Los Angeles and shit. Confiscated my passport, fucking walked me into the show. Just some just old stuff. You know what right. I mean? Right, right. Um, I gotta apply some pressure, man. I gotta apply because I, I I wanna I wanna I wanna be honest and I I, I wanna be real. All mm -hmm. right. Is KOTD the only league that matters in your eyes? That is to say, if somebody gets their ass flipped on another league, that. Um okay nah bro I, look, if you look back at like the early world dominations i used to put every league that existed in battle rap back then i used to put them in our intros you did actually i remember that i oh, do remember that i tried to really help battle rap culture grow because people forget how long i've been around i've been around when it was only 12 people in a park and talk that shit yeah. you know what i mean like before leagues before all that stuff when you were downloading shit on napster limewire all that like oh. me, me being able to find out who a lot of these what a lot like people at Poison Pen, I knew Poison Pen before I knew what Poison Pen looked like, you know. And me and Ilmac were in a fucking group together when we were like fourteen, and and you know, like there's just a lot of history in battle rap and different avenues that it all came from. But yeah, right. but you don't you don't subscribe to the idea that if it you know if it's not on this league, it doesn't matter, like that type of deal, right? Like that. That's I enjoy battle rap as a whole, bro. You put your time and effort and creativity and ingenuity into something. I'm gonna respect it, no matter who is standing in the middle of y'all rapping. Let me let me um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to this one. There are fans that say KOTD, right? In a non PC way, they'll say it is the white league, mm -hmm. right? It, it appeals to a different demographic of hip hop fans. Um, that's not the streets. That's not, you know, that's not what the the concrete, the culture that a lot of us come from. What do you say to those people? That it just appeals to a general audience. I don't think it appeals to one subgenre individually. You know what I mean? I feel like it appeals to a whole general audience. And that's kind of what King of the Dot was. It was like pretty much what I would refer to like almost like the Olympics. And that's what we wanted world domination to be. We would bring people from the Philippines, Norway, right. South South America. And you had a flags next to it. That was ill. I like and, that. And that was to kind of just make the world aware of all the different styles of battle rap that were happening. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people in North America, and I always say this, man, and this isn't just in battle rap. This is life in general. Our biggest ignorance is thinking that we have the biggest and best shit in the world. Mm. Once you start realizing that we're not as big and 
as we think we're almost irrelevant once you're over in Europe. You know what I mean? Like their country's got more people than us. They like you look at flip top. Look at look no. At, I was just about to say. Look I at, look at their numbers. If Looney wanted to talk to Hitman crazy in spaces right now, he could. He get easily. fifty million easily. I ain't never seen an American battle with fifty million views. Bro, Mexico's on the same shit. Argentina's on the same shit. These motherfuckers are packing numbers because it's the culture, and they like. They just embrace it all. You know what I mean? It's like battle rap where battle rap was 10 years ago for all of us, where it was all new. We were meeting everyone from social media and seeing what they're like. Like, it just seems so new and exciting for them. It's brought this like whole, like, you know, energy out. It's it's really dope. But to answer that question, nah, I think battle rap is valued everywhere equally, man. Right. Definitely. Let's talk about media coverage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> media coverage and and what and what people talk about and what goes unnoticed i would like to get your thoughts on the media in general but do you actually feel like kotd gets his just due from battle rap media no hmm. and i don't want to sound like a complainer or something like that no 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 no, no, no. you being real i asked you a real question you being real there's things that we could be doing better but i feel like a lot of people because of that stigma are scared to show us that love because you know the way the internet is and i explain this to people all the time you a new fan right let's just say we're new fans you go on battle rap forums and you're talking your shit no one's responding to you because who the fuck are you so Mm -hmm. what do you do to start being valued as a fan you start agreeing with the masses this they say this guy shit you're going to start saying that too because then you're going to start getting responses on your comments and you start getting people to converse with right Mm -hmm. and that's how a lot of this shit moves you know people aren't thinking with themselves so once people kind of develop a stigma it's Mm -hmm. like people are scared to show them love because they think it'll like affect like the way their peers look at them or like the the weight they hold in a conversation like oh you like this stuff you're like but to me it is what it is man like you know if if people are going to show love to it i appreciate it if not you know i I understand not everything's for everyone we're going to keep doing us regardless you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Mm. I look at it as like a lot of people's loss because there's a lot of great battles happening over here and you're allowing a perception of a stigma to kind of generalize something that ain't even true. Everyone's like, oh, King of the Dot, the White League, out of the 48 rappers in that tournament, six of them were white. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm white. I'm I was sti- waiting on you to drop that one. Yeah. But, but yeah. I'm like, I only know that because so many people always like try to be like, oh, you guys, but like, is it because I'm white? I ain't even at half the events no more. I'm stuck in fucking Canada. So what's the excuse then? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, it is what it is, bro. Stigmas are, are a part of reality. It mm-hmm. sucks, but, you know, I'm going to keep fighting and working through it. That's all we've ever done. Being kinky, and that's something everyone overlooks. Like, we've always been the underdog. There's never been a time where King of the Dots been the big dog in battle rap. Like, mm-hmm. when we started, it was grind time that was supposed to crush us. Then Battle America, then URLs, and, and all these people. There's always the the, the slaughterhouses. The, yeah, there's always been someone there. When we're at our peak, then there's a slaughterhouse that has the attention at the same time. And you know what I mean? So we're used to being in this position. I'm used to being overlooked. That's what makes me work harder than other people. That's what makes me realize that when someone appreciates what I do, I, I'm thankful for it more than other motherfuckers because I've worked to get here. This shit wasn't given to me, bro. You know, I'm from Canada. People forget that. You know how hard I had to work to get myself in this position? Talk you know what I mean? Yeah. I was given the opportunities that other people had just naturally. I would fucking be out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get here, man. But 
it is yeah. what it is, you know, and, and that's that's our whole team, right? That's everybody. But that's what I like about battle rap. It's a it's a ongoing thing, it's forever growing, forever living, and it's a roller coaster. Everyone has their time. And you know what I mean, as long as you don't take shit personal, you'll be good here. Let's let's talk about exclusivity and contracts, right? Yeah. Because there was a wave, I think a couple of years ago, where people started to say, look, this is talent that was grown here. I'm gonna try to lock this talent in have that talent be exclusive there was a time before that where it was very fluid you might see a verb at, at king of the dot or you know you see it like you know tay rock or you, you see people travel around right you you get you get more of that but now it seems like things have been a little bit more siloed you know what i'm saying what are your thoughts on exclusivity and contracts and does kotd actually have exclusive contracts with people uh we do when we're in like tournaments and seasons and stuff like that but i'm like look man until you can pay people a fucking living career wage, don't eliminate life, memory, and opportunity from them. Like, mm. that's selfish. You know, like, if you have opportunities to come to Canada, have fun, develop a bigger fan base and shit, like, that's beneficial to you as an artist. Right. You having someone tell you you can't do that because they have a purpose for you that they want you to do and for their selfish reasons, that's on the rappers to decide. You know what I mean? Me... Mm. I would rather give people life moments and, and life memories and shit like that. Like me being able to build the rapper up and watch him get booked over in Sweden, Australia, England, and do that whole tour, go over there meet a bitch in Russia, fucking get engaged, yada, yada. Like these cool things that can happen in life when you throw people out there. Like that's dope, bro. Like uh, daylight for the first time, we the first time daylight left Watts, we brought him to Alaska. Mm. We've never seen anyone like that, you know, cause he was just fucking, like he'd never seen nothing like that he didn't even know what to do he was just like amazed and like that's what's real like being able to give people life memories change people's lives with perspective and stuff like that so right. you know um until i can pay people like full living wages and stuff like that i don't know if i'll be putting people on full contracts because it's it's a lot you're you know what i mean if you don't make it where you want to be in a couple of years who are you going to point the finger at and blame if i'm the person holding you back that's real that's real. Shout out to my brother M Lang for the donation. Says salute to KOT imprint. Amazing contribution to the culture. M Lang. Salute yeah. bro. Salute Definitely appreciate you. Um, so in a case where um I'm gonna give you uh, we could look at it from both sides, right? Mm -hmm. KOTD has a new artist, you know. Johnny Bullets is his name. I'm gonna just make up a name. Johnny Bullets. You booking Johnny Bullets. Johnny Bullets is having these classic battles, you know what I'm saying? Like he's 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 doing his thing. He's making waves. All of a sudden, y'all y'all booking Johnny Bullets for a bunch of stuff, and now Johnny Bullets comes to you and says, "Bro, I'm going over to RBE. I'm going over to K uh, uh, URL." Right? Do you feel any type of way about that because you put in all the work and all the marketing toward Johnny Bullets? Like, does he? Do you feel like he, in some ways, owes you, or uh, there's an obligation, or that they, you know, what I'm saying, like, how, how how would you process something like that? I guess it depends. You're going to bring food back to the team. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. you're going to, it depends how you're looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I would like if people, I would love to see people go everywhere. You know what I right. mean? I've always been open to it. I'm not trying to stop Pat Stay from going to battle on URL. I'm not trying right. to stop Sharon. Like these are opportunities for them, whether it affects me personally. Yeah. It sucks to see sometimes when someone gets uh, booked to a contract where they can't rock with me no more when you know i feel like i've helped them a lot because as a as a person that hurts as a yeah. business you gotta understand you know what i'm right. saying right but, 
it, it does for sure. But what all I ask for people, go over there, kick ass, bring it back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Bring it back to the team. Do that. Do what you're supposed to do. Right. right? Like, ain't no wrong going over to another league. Other leagues should be coming over here and we can all benefit from each other's growth because we can't reach every corner of the world at this moment. You, none of us are that big yet. So mm. I'll still benefit from each other. You right. know, we're being very short minded trying to win the race. Let me let's just ask you from the other side. Johnny Bullet starts off in URL. He goes mm -hmm. to the crucible process. He's kicking ass, making making names, beating beating on people. You know what I'm saying? Has a little falling out with the staff, maybe some political strife or whatever the case might be. Johnny Bullets calls your phone and says, "I want to go over to KOTD. Mm -hmm. What what is the what what's the proper procedure? What's the proper protocol to to make sure that thing is on the up and up? Or do you not even touch Johnny Bullets because he already branded on URL?" I mean, at this case in time, if they're on contract or doing that, I'm not even looking at them. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we're focusing on who we got. You know, like, okay. the narrative okay. of we needed other people's rappers. Yeah, it, it spun, Let's get to that. It spun quick. Let's get to that. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be absolutely 100% real. Gannick, you know I got a lot of respect yeah. for you. The narrative yeah. was y'all using URL rappers to get hot. Y'all at the top of y'all cars. Now what is it? It's quiet now. But 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 why? Where did Danny Geechee, Rom, Sharon, Pat all start? At KOTD. So why isn't the narrative switch now? Why doesn't anyone choke that? Gets quiet when the shoe's on the other foot every single time. It does. The superstars on that, the superstars right now started where? Where did Danny and Rum pop off? What league was that that had their battle, that monumental, that psh, where people got to find out who they were? People forget. I remember having to pay rappers extra just to battle Rum Nitty because they didn't know who he was. Mm. Bringing Rum Nitty up to Canada and having to tell Drake, this is the guy, bro. Like, this is, you know what I mean? We got to get him against Tycoon Tax because he'll pop off in Toronto and it's a great look for him. Like, so. And and I'm happy for it. I'm not. I, I've never called Rum Nitty Geechee. And you, you yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, bro. You never, you. I've never heard you say. And this is why this is so important. And they shout to the crowd of people because they rocking with this right now. Yeah. I think a lot of us never heard you talk in this way. You never went back and said, "Yo, Danny Geechee, what up? Like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? I, I love seeing them grow. You know what I mean? Like. I'm a fan of the culture, bro. I'm a part, like everything I've done, I've never moved with selfish intent. Like I like to see people grow and evolve. Rum Diddy came back, Danny's came back, they've they Geechee's came back, they've all rocked with King of the God. I can call Geechee and book him right now. I can call Rum and book him. I could call like given they're not done, but they still rock with us. You know what I mean? They didn't have to take the route where they go over there and just cut us off completely, you know what I mean, or some shit like that, because that's what hurts, you know what I mean, as, as a league. Like, you put in the people and you, you you support them when they go places, and all of a sudden you're, like, in the back burner, you know what I mean? Mm, that's part right. of the game, bro, and that's what I mean. Like, as a human, it hurts. As a business, you got to understand, you know, because a lot of these people, you get tricked into thinking, like, yo, these are your homies, your friends, and then you see them move on an opportunity, and you're like, damn, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the wow. fuck? Right. When and you separate the business from the personal. I find in this game, bro, business is personal so many times, bro. Like better, right? you can't do something because we all we all friends. And a lot of this is 
it's relationships. You know what and I'm saying? We grew together, we we grew this culture together. This wasn't one person's doing. You know what I mean? Like as much as people want to like shout out organic and shout out Smack and Adam from ARP and Lush Wands and Poison mm -hmm. Pens, like mm -hmm. we're still only five six people. Like there's thousands of others that have helped push this culture to where it is fans media fucking graphic designers my fucking people running spaces like real you, shit see how this culture moves it's a living being bro when mm -hmm. one person will, when one avenue drops another one will open another portal will open and someone will find a way to keep this culture breathing and moving and that's what i love about it you know what i mean right. it's always forever growing and the creative ingenuity and in battle rap to see it keep growing and keep people entertained like there's nothing else like this in the world we are living in such like a dynamic time where this will be looked at years from now because it's so new cool and it's a culture that we all built together not no one individual asset like this was a group doing you know what i mean right, right. no that's real that's real that's let me ask you this <clears throat> does it ever what does how do you feel when people refer to the url as the nba because if they're the nba you guys would be the euro league right I guess if we're on our, fuck it, then I'll be like the NFL. <laughs> I'm not gonna statements like that don't bother you. That doesn't, nah, that doesn't bro. Bother what the you. fuck? Like, like, bro, I'm a people forget I'm a battle rapper. I grew up battle rapping. I want to shit get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, want to yeah. be in Springling 2006, 2008. I want uh -huh. to competition to win in Toronto. People forget I battled like you know, I did the two on two of the world rap championships. I battled Diz, yada yada. Like I be I, I am. A battle rapper first. And that's what I think a lot of people forget just because I've been running a league for so long, bro. Right. Like, I at one point would have never started King of the Dot had I known it would have been the downfall of my rapping career. You know what I mean? Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like, because King yeah. of the Dot was just about me when I first started, was about me putting on, like, dude, like, I was very active when I was young. So when YouTube came around and before YouTube, Bright Cove, like the reason why King of the Dot started was because I was the only Canadian going to America and having footage be put on from Scribble Jams and yada yada. So mm. I had all these rappers, the Kid Twist, everyone in my YouTube inbox asking me how to be involved. So I was like, shit, why don't we all just meet at a park? We do it this way. We'll bring this and that. Everybody bring money. We put our money up. And that's how the battles was. Because the league was called Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. King of the Dot was the Right. Pink. See, people don't rapper. know that. That's people think you right. just be saying that. Yeah, they yeah. think you just be, talk, talk, talk. Hey, this is why we here. This is why we here. Put the money on the floor, man. Right. Where your mouth is was the original concept. Right. That shit, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Real we, shit. We, were, we were doing that shit back in 2008. Rappers show up with your money. Let, let's that you go home with your feelings hurt or the other person's money that's what it was mm -hmm. you know and that's kind of like what made it cool but you know it is the the shit evolved okay okay now, that's what's up but, man you know, I, I, that's that that was like king of the dot was when i was trying to do an annual battle in toronto that was on mics and on beats that everybody would try to win in the city to name themselves the king of the dot put your money where your mouth was was like the rap league we were doing it just mm -hmm. so happened be that king of the dot was a lot fucking easier to say so that's kind of just what stuck mm. okay okay yeah yeah it is everyone's I always just, like you call it king of the dot it was like bro that was like the company name the, the league name was put your money where your mouth is but right it's just who's gonna fucking 
P-Y-I-M-Y-M-I for like an acronym. <laughs> that makes sense. K-O-T-D was way too easy, man. When <laughs> I spell it, I just put, I do it as one word. Like just yeah. one word. Because it put your money where your mouth is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Then now you're, you're spelling it like I say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Enough of the hot seat. Yeah. Right. Um. We, I'm cool with it though, bro. I, I know you see, you're very comfortable. You are very comfortable in this space. I gotta admit. Um, yeah. now let's get to this. What do you feel like was the moment or the event or the battle that shifted the trajectory of KOTD? What would you say was the seminal moment for y'all? DNA and disaster. Mm, talk about that. Cause my man asked a question about that, but yeah, yeah talk about me, the importance uh, of that. People forget, right? DNA and Diz had like this feud building up. Um, grind time was supposed to make it happen. And at that time, grind time was kind of like falling apart. You know, um, there was no structure behind it. Everyone was like broken promises everywhere, money, yada, 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 you know, long story short. But yeah. so for me, it was the first battle I ever threw in Canada that was two Americans. And at mm -hmm. that time it was like crazy. Like, why are we, why are we bringing two Americans to Canada to battle each other? But what it was, was DNA is from New York. This is from Los Angeles. We're better to battle on a neutral ground than in a city. You know, we had Drake come out for it. We had the Grand, we had the Grand Prix championships that night. You know what I'm saying? And this is back in 2010 or 11. Yeah, so this was like this was like like take care, Drake. Like this yeah, was that Drake. Take care came out two days before that event. That's crazy. Like, so that event was actually November 11, 2000. Uh, November, yeah, November 11, 2011. You know what I mean? So Take Care, I think, came out on November 7th or November 5th. One of those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, like, so fresh that Drake hadn't even become, like, Drake, Drake. Yeah, yeah he wasn't that yet. That's why it was so cool. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, Drake. Like, you know what I mean? So, but, yeah. He, and he came just, like, as a homie. I remember he got in a lot of trouble because he skipped the future music video to be there. And mm. uh, that shit went viral all through hip, uh, World Star Hip Hop. But a lot of people forget, bro, and this is something cool. Battle rap played a big role in World Star Hip Hop's growth. Mm. World Star Hip Hop was brand new. I had to talk about that deal with Q, where he would put up every King of the Dot battle as long as we put the World Star Hip Hop, you know, uh, website on the bottom. Because like, I think Johnny Storm and Mosh was like the first battle to ever hit hundred K on World Star. You know, mm. what I mean? battle. So like, battle rap did so many cool monumental things that like have pivoted the, the 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 face of the culture and like you know transitioned how people view the culture and i'm talking about like hip-hop as a whole like world star hip-hop is now like one of the top media outlets for hip-hop maybe right. losing a bit of steam now but for a long time when q was alive they controlled and dominated you know what i mean so mm -hmm. there's a there's just a lot of rich history in battle rap bro a lot of rich history Shout out to your hat, by the way, too, man. Oh, yeah, you know, I had to do that. You know what I'm talking about? The green screen's making it do some cool shit. That's kind of dope. But animated. <laughs> um, let's talk about, and, and I'm glad you brought up World Star Hip Hop and stuff, right? Because hip hop, well, battle rap has lived on so many different mediums, right? When you guys switch from the YouTube model, which is open access, you know what I'm saying? Organically sort of building fan bases and stuff like that. When you switch to the Twitch model, was there any trepidation when you when you then say to your audience, all right, now you're going to have to pay for the content that we're watching, right? Like, I'm going to drop it on the on the YouTube, but that Twitch, you can get a lot of content for, you know what I'm saying, for the price point that you guys have put out. 
was there any fear? Was there any trepidation when you guys went in there and said, we're going to change the business model? Twitch is free, bro. Yeah, but you got to you gotta subscribe to get the battles, though. No, you man. Could, don't you got to subscribe? Only if you want to watch them back on the replay. Yeah, to watch them back. Okay, to watch them back. Yeah, but if you want to watch the events live, it's free. So, like, right. for us, that was a big thing. Being able to give people battle rap in the COVID era where people were financially struggling and they didn't have to pay, like, that was a big thing for me. You know what I mean? Um, so, I don't think it was – it just happened at the right time because it went from – you know, pay-per-view model and then COVID happened and everyone's doing these like, you know, Instagram live battles. Oh, and, I hated that. You know, that whole era. So like when we came through with the Grand Prix, everyone is kind of like, thank fucking God, like real battle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was cool for us just on the fact that like, you know, it was a transition. A lot of people were kind of confused by it, but it was giving free content and it was giving content during an era where content was very difficult to make. You know, you couldn't sell tickets. Even us throwing a lot of those events during that time, we had like a 12 person limit on some of these these locations based on like regulation, government regulated laws. You know what I'm saying? So we'd have to like, you know, have people battle. They got to leave the room and other, you know, all, all cool shit Lush and everyone did. Um, make it all work, man. Okay. Now, here's a question for you. It's probably difficult, but the top five battles, you already mentioned one, the top five battles, and we'll go with four, that that changed KOTD, that that, that are most important to you. I, I don't want to say best because that's subjective, but are most important to the KOTD brand, the top five battles, in your opinion. Good question, bro. You know, I put out a top 25 King of the Dot battles back in like 2013. I should probably update that. You should probably uh, update that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of them are sentimental to me, so I have a different perceived value of it. Like watching Bender win the title over Arcane is probably going to be one of my favorite memories of my life. You know what I mean? Because you just got to know Bender as a human being and yeah. how humble he was and the type of like humility he had as a person. And for him to win that was just like, it was, it was something about it was just iconic. Even in the moment, everybody knew it was something special, you know, and you know, rest in peace to, to the, my guys, but you know, wow, that, that is, that's probably, you know, the one that stands out the most, obviously you got the cannabis battle um mm -hmm. other cool things people forget we brought mad child platinum selling artists against daylight we brought had the return of iron solomon um we brought a lot of people back to battle rap and that's another thing a lot of people overlook you know what i'm saying right. we brought a lot of the big names right we got the con and dumbfounded we got the fucking you know at, at, you know we did a lot Oxy. of yeah, Oxy, Oxy shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. <laughs> he was fire too. No, yeah, people I mean, don't talk about how dope he was, bro. He's uh, yo, Oxy is a chameleon, bro. Like, you put that guy anywhere and he will adapt. He knows seven languages. He's like crazy. the smartest, most adapt human being I've ever met, man. I'll beat you in my third language. Like, he was crazy, talking, bro. Yeah, you know what's funny, bro, is I didn't know how to judge that ahead of time because, like. You book people from Flip Top and it's like, yo, these fools will get 600,000, a million views on a battle overnight. Right. But when I would book them from Toronto, it's not like you would see tickets skyrocket or nothing. And Toronto was a high Filipino, you know, uh, population, but you wouldn't see the, um, I get the conversion rate, I guess you can mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. so when we... So like when we were booking Oxy, like I knew it was a big deal, but like when we put we put the tickets on sale the, the second we announced it, so we weren't able to gauge how big of a deal it was. Right. 
I didn't even have time to take the fucking early birds off sale, bro. That bitch sold out in fucking like a minute and a half. Those was <laughs> so quickly, bro. That, that shit was, that was, um, yo, y'all messed up the algorithm for like a month. Oh. Yeah, I had so much Russian, like hip hop <laughs> bloggers, like, you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. hit me up speaking in full Russian. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about, but, but you passionate about it. It's cool. You know, what's bro. crazy, bro. I think a lot of Americans don't understand how important that battle was to Russians mm -hmm. and not for a hip hop thing. There right. was a lot of American Russian tension happening at that time on a political level. That's a fact. And they looked at that as almost like we're sending Oxy over there to dead the not dead the issue, but to show them that Russians are real humans too. Right. Right. Our, our perception of Russia and what it is is not that, bro. When I went to Russia, I was culture shocked. I can't believe how fucking ahead of time and elegant and fucking the technology. It made me feel like, bro, what, like what have we been taught our whole life? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I yeah. mean. North Americans, like the more you travel, the more you realize, like, bro, we're we're pretty naive and ignorant just by, you know, uh, I guess, you know, our surroundings. Right. Like yeah. you don't think that the rest of the world is as big and, and as impactful as it is. So just being over there and understanding like, bro, I became a fucking celebrity in Russia. I went to the Kremlin and they had to remove me from the property because I was causing too big of a scene. And there's a mm. video to after girls are running out with drawn pictures of me candy getting me to like it was bro like i took a picture with like 150 people and i didn't tell nobody i was going to be there they wow. just found out i was there and like they fly, like it was they show they, they show real fanship it's not like in north america i feel like fanship is like being criticized and judged at the same time while being loved you know what i mean mm -hmm. There, it's just genuine love and appreciation. Like they love and appreciate Oxy. They're not second guessing his morals. They're not wondering this, and they're not trying to like tear him down while building him up. And I feel like that's a lot that happens here in North America. It's like we can build someone up, but then we're like, we also second guess them on a lot of stuff, trying to figure out their character and everything. So it was just eye opening seeing how like open they were, not caring about your history, like. Me, they just looked at like, yo, I helped the Russian culture get in America. So they like put me on a fucking pedestal. It was mm. crazy, bro. Eye-opening, man. Oxy and what they did was life-changing for me. That's definitely top five battles that were impactful on King of the Dot and changed my life too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that battle. That that whole event was dope, man. And now, now let's get to this because, you know, I grew up a wrestling fan. I did. I'm a big wrestling fan. You'll hear us up here use wrestling jargon when we talk about battle rap all the time. The dream, the dream when we were growing up was WCW versus WWF, right? Or WWE now. KOTD versus URL. Will it ever happen? Do you think that could ever happen? I mean, I'm not going to say never. You know what I mean? Because who knows, man? Maybe one of us get big enough to buy each other out and then <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to hit the lottery and I'm going to buy both of y'all. But um, look, I don't think it's ever really been about like, you know, KOTD and URL rap wise, rapper wise, or how people would try to perceive what rappers would be where has literally happened a million times. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, I don't think there's much benefit having corporations go against each other just because there's too many semantics and like you really want to create uh you don't want to create a divide in fan bases you want to kind of learn to mesh fan bases because like what we forget is we are battle rap we're an industry 
we're not big enough to take on the other uh, hip hop industry yet. We, we, mm-hmm. like, we, you know what I mean? Is like, we're still trying to build battle rap. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we need to support each other. We're not big enough to shit on each other and go out in, in the world. We need to hold each other down. This is our community. This is like what we got. If we tear each other down, this shit may fall quick. You know, um, there's been a lot of things that end very quick on a quick note. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, All right. I want to get to something. I'm going to debut this with you. All right. Now with rappers, I do build a track. All right. But with you, I'm about to do build a card. All right. Now it's not going to be the matchups on the card or anything like that, but it's the, it's the circumstances of the card. All right. So just bear with me. We do build a card. All right. So <clears throat> you out somewhere in Toronto or Scarborough, you know what I'm saying? You chilling. And I got all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Scarborough. Some good parties out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's real stabby out there, though. They, they, they will stab you, but right. it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Toronto's um, cool. You out in Scarborough, you having a nice drink, you know what I'm saying? Chilling with a nice young lady. And your your phone rings and it's lush one. Hey player, you know what I'm saying? We trying to put together a card, man. I I got I got three guys right now. I got three guys. You need to drop everything, all right? I got three people. They want you know what I'm saying? They want to sponsor a card with us. We get that we get our choice. And he tells you the three names. The three names is P. Diddy, Swiss Beats, and Dr. Dre. And you have your choice. Who do you get to sponsor your card? Oh, I'd, I'd say Dre, probably. Mm. So say them again. You said Diddy, Dre, and... Diddy, Swiss Diddy. Beats, or Dre? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Dre. Okay, okay. I, I think just Dre can add a lot to the culture. I feel like, you know what I mean? He A1, he, he's such a big name. He seems like someone that takes a lot of passion in everything they do, and, and it's for quality over financial reasons. You know what yeah. I mean? Diddy, yeah. <laughs> Diddy will know how to monetize the shit out of battle. Diddy's going to make you some bread. Then he's gonna make a million off us, bro. You know what I mean? And right. I think I think Swizz is another good option because I feel like Swizz would actually genuinely care about the culture and try to curate right. it in the right manner. But I feel like what Dre could do, he would be a perfect blend of both of them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's where I feel like he would help the most. He could bring endorsements to the table, he can bring a lot of spotlight. And you know, he's still a, a cool ass dude. Plus, he recently divorced, so he's the man now. He, oh, yeah, he out here. He for the streets now. Yeah, yeah, it's a fact. Now, okay. Next week happens. Lush one hits your phone. Hey player, you down at you down in California. We need you to come down to the studio. Okay, cool. So you head down to Long Beach. You know what I'm saying? Sun is out. Everything is cool. You having some drinks. You meet up with Lush One. Dr. Dre's in the building. Dr. Dre, you know Dr. Dre. He's brolic now. So he's like, yo, Gannick, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Y'all smoke a blunt because that's what you do with Dr. Dre. And then after that, he says, listen. This card is going to be dope. I'm glad you brought me in as a sponsor. But, bro, we need to get the DJ together. We need to get the music together. It's going to be a big event. All right? Dr. Dre says, I got three names for you to DJ the event. I got Jess Blaze, I got Alchemist, and I got DJ Premier. Who do you pick? My dog, Alchemist, man. Easy. And I thought other ones. Alchemist just been showing me love since the get-go. 2011, when I was in Los Angeles filming a movie, he called me to his house and was just like, let me know how big of a fan of battle rap he was. And you know, that was another like just you know cool experience when you're coming up. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. Alchemist is tapped in, bro. There isn't a, an event I throw that he's not hitting me up for the link for. So you right, know, right. like, what better person to DJ the event than someone that's so tuned and tapped in with the culture? So you got so you got Dre sponsoring it, right? 
Yeah. Now, you got Alchemist DJ in it, right? Yeah. So again, Lush Lush One is always involved. So hey, player, you know, <laughs> we outside, you know what I'm saying? We in Pasadena, where all the women is cleaner. You know, he got a rhyme with his shit. So, you know, so you like, yo, listen, I'm out here. I got I got Uncle Al here. I got Dre, head down. So you get down there. Alchemist, yo, what up? You know, you gotta smoke another blunt because that's what you do anyway, Alchemist and Lush and Dr. Dre. Cool. They say, listen, bro. We got access to, to some venues. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be a big event. All right. Dr. Dre and Alchemist and Lush One. And they say, listen, I got three venues. You take your pick. I got Madison Square Garden. I got the Crypto Arena. Or I got the Rogers Center. Where are you putting that event? Wait, you the Rogers Center is in Toronto? Toronto. Man, it's a Scotia Bank Center. Actually, no, it is the Rogers Center. It's yeah. I get them all fucking messed up. Scotia Bank. No, no, Scotia Banks, the Air Canada Center changed to the Scotia Bank Center. The Rogers Center is mm-hmm. it's called the Rogers Center anymore. I think they just changed the name of it like this year. No. But yeah, I do the Rogers Center, bro. Toronto. I'm from Toronto. Come on. Oh, got it. I got I gotta show love to Toronto again, man. It's been a while since we had a big event, and I got Dre and Alchemist in this bitch. God Toronto. <laughs> so you got Dr. Dre sponsoring it. You got Alchemist oh. doing the music. Jeez. And you at the Rogers Center organic yeah. without without booking one matchup yet. What is the name of that card? Ooh. Blackout, man. Blackout <laughs> <laughs> one, bro. It's in Toronto and it's back. Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Talk that shit, yo. Yeah. Honestly, if any of you brothers is listening and want to drop a bag off the lush one. You know what I'm saying? Just get me a free ticket. That's all I need. I'm cool. Yeah, man, I got I you. Love Canada. Good, man. You know what I mean? But that's dope, man. That dream card, man. Build a card, man. That's the that's the game right there. Um, you you guys have been very, very successful at what y'all been able to do. You know what I'm saying? I think I think there's definitely times where fans often do the narrative that they need to almost pick. But me personally, I'm a I'm fans, I'm MCs, then I'm leagues. So I rock with all the leagues. You feel what I'm saying? um you know what you guys have been able to build like how do you what's your outlook on the future for kotd what what sort of things that can we expect for the upcoming year you know what i'm saying and, and and what what can fans be aware of i want to keep innovating bro. i want to keep pushing the boundaries for bad rap like we all keep doing the same thing we're going to get the same results someone's got to bounce ideas off the wall and do something different to see where we can take this shit. it's nothing for this culture to have different outlets and different lanes for these artists. You know what I mean? We need to build for the future. We can't be short-minded and think that what we have now is going to last forever. Life goes mm-hmm. away and so does the talent. So, you know, mm-hmm. we need to just um, keep building, providing those lanes. And I'm hoping that the, the seasons keep kicking off and just providing more dope opportunities for rappers and that more people just get involved with watching it and understanding the concept and what we're trying to do. It doesn't always need to be a massive name to, to be a great battle. You know, some of the best battles I've seen have been at tryout events, right? And right. Right, look at Danny and Rum. That was a ground zero battle. A lot of people wish they probably could have been in the building for that one. You never yeah, that was that crazy. Was. So yeah, and I, I want to give some quick flowers to my man Quadre being from Toronto, Toronto. And I see y'all say Toronto without the other T. It's it's interesting. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto <laughs> uh Gannick and the whole KOTV family always been the true inspiration. Thank you for your support, Gannick. It means a lot. And I, I think we all second that as well. So I appreciate it. My dog, Quadre, man. I appreciate you, bro. You already know that, man. Thank you, right. brother. He paid in Canadian dollars. He wanted y'all to know where he's from. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but um, 
but bro like I, this has been a great sync up you know what i'm saying you more than welcome to, to be up here you know what i mean and 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 you know i again man i respect what you got going on man i i, I think for me like i've covered every event i've been to every different i've been to the massacres and things like that you know i would love to once everything opens up for real we get the cameras out do our thing and all that too you know what i'm saying i love i love everybody i love what everybody doing you know what i mean so but before we go i'm gonna give you the iso talk to the people how they can follow you what's going mm -hmm. on any announcements anything like that it shows on you bro yo first off man i just want to shut up you you know what i mean and all the bad rap media and everyone that's kind of helps push this culture an extra arm and an extra inch in length that we can't do it as a league you know what i mean so shout out to y'all but Follow us at KOTD TV, at Organic Hip Hop. Follow me on Instagram. You know what I mean? Make me look like a boss on that bitch. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, just have fun with this stuff. Battle rap is supposed to be fun. Everybody be getting in their emotions and be getting all crazy and uptight about this shit, bro. Have fun. Life's fun. Fuck it. We here. You know what I mean? So let's just do this shit and greatly appreciate everyone rocking with us, man. You know what I mean? It's always valued, appreciated. The rappers deserve the respect and the look. So if you ain't watching King of the Dot because of me, you know, say fuck me and watch because of the rappers. You know what I'm saying? Right on. Right so. on. Hey, hey, Gannick, Gannick, you are a legend in this game, brother. And I uh, wish you the best of luck. And I hope when, once, once the world opens up again, I'm outside. Right. I appreciate y'all, man. Hope y'all have a good night. Stay safe. It's about to be crazy storms for all y'all on the East Coast. And yeah, I know. It's bad out here, yeah, but you know, we're going to get the big coats out. And I want to say, man, shut up. Ghost straps, man. I have a, a weed company in Canada that's literally blown up. We have fucking the number one schools in Ontario, fastest selling shit in Ontario history. Search shit in Ontario. Unreal what we've done up here with this. So, Wait, what is called? What's, what's the brand called? Ghost straps. Oh, ghost drops. Yeah, so when y'all come up to Canada, man, I got you, bro. If you didn't know, that's also what I do. No, I, I know a place. I, I I had an Airbnb on Queen Street. It was a dispensary right there. Line was around the corner at all times of day. Yeah. Now, I, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. And yep. I'm going to definitely get with ghost drops, it's called? Yeah. Yeah. If you come up to Canada, it's everywhere, bro. It's literally the biggest company in Canada right now for cannabis, so. Okay. Yeah, and we started in the black market, bro. So a lot of people don't know for the last, like, you know, and this is a funny story, right? It all come out in the documentary. So for the last six years, I built the biggest black market cannabis company in Canada. You know what wow. I mean? We had 80,000 online customers per month. Wow. So I was like evading the law the whole time while doing the battle rap shit, which is why. Yo, get the fuck out of here. What? In 2018, where the king of the got go? It's like, yo, I built like, like where everyone's talking about traveling. I had a house where we literally had 3 million in product in it all the time. Now I can talk about it because I'm legal. Right, I'm right. But you was really the plug though. It's yo, cool. We, we, we got so big that they let us go legal you know what i mean and wow. such, a, such a story that like we went live two weeks ago we're already the number one selling in the country and shit but it's just a real dope story that i'll get to one day in documentaries because we literally built the biggest black market weed company that this country's ever seen and i did it all without no one knowing it was me so i wow. just came up with it a couple months ago and now like yeah it's just it's huge bro it's fucking hey. this, this is my this is i love battle rap but this is my uh this is my money shot, bro. Rapper, <laughs> legend, league owner, legal weed owner, the plug. Like, we do a lot. Shout out to you, Gang. You know what I'm saying? You you definitely got my my respect, bro. And I'm going to definitely check out the ghost drop. That sound, that sound exclusive, bro. What up, man? I appreciate y'all. Much love to everybody tapping in, showing love. You already know what it is. King of the dot. We out. So. Uh -huh. No doubt, man. No doubt. That was organic.
that was organic king of the dot stand up shout out to y'all shout out to everybody shout out to the whole team shout out to all the rappers over there man as you can hear man the passion for this game is not going nowhere you know what i'm saying when you hear when you hear organic talk about this game if you're not inspired i don't know what to tell you all right so subscribe subscribe to black compass media hit us up and all that good stuff in the comments drop your comments let me know what you think about this interview you know what i'm saying i didn't shy away from a lot of the questions y'all wanted me to ask that i personally had to ask as well you know what i'm saying and um man this was a dope sync up all right now don't go anywhere because i really want to do something i want to get all the florida guys up here i do want to do that now if we can't do that today we're going to do that a different day but florida got something to say man shout out man don marino he doing his thing out there you know what i'm saying amongst the palm trees and the and the pretty ladies and the haitians and shout to those out there and all that you know what i mean so we we, we working man so he building something real dope out there man so i want to shout him out you know what i'm saying and um yeah so hopefully we can sync up today if we can't do that today we definitely gonna do that another day all right and uh make sure y'all check out all the announcements all the cars a lot of cars going on this weekend it's a lot of stuff going on in the spaces if you're not tuned into the spaces you probably missing a matchup get made right now right now all right so battle rap is moving the culture is strong we healthy y'all stay healthy y'all stay blessed y'all stay prayed up man for real for real this is that time man this is that time right now man stay prayed up we almost out of the winter you know what i'm saying get back in the gym get your get it right you know what i'm saying i see some of y'all too the new year's resolution people is you know they starting to clear out you know what i'm saying so now is a perfect time to get to that gym do your thing send your hate mail directly to us black compass society at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at black compass bcm and also follow me as well you'll see my at there and all that good stuff shout out to the whole team cola posey polo driz you know what i'm saying whole society team backpack stand up army stand up we out of here y'all y'all be good